Welcome to episode 16 of the Sunshine Gardening Podcast. Thanks for joining me for this episode, and I am your host, Kristen Hildebrand. I also serve as the Warren County Extension Agent for Horticulture in Bowling Green, Kentucky. I don't know if you've been out and about lately, but have you all noticed the bright and beautiful mums right now? It seems like mums are definitely the main flower attraction that's in the spotlight for this season. And to be honest, it is the ray of sunshine in my life right now. For those of you guys that know me pretty well, I have a love and even a passion for flowers. I know I wish I had a little bit more time on my hands to to spend more time out in the garden growing flowers, but they really give me a lot of joy, and I just really simply love looking at all types of flowers. But I have been amazed at all the colors of mums that I've been encountering, especially just opening up Facebook. And I I follow quite a few growers to see what kind of offerings that they have. And to be honest, I'm never quite sure where I'll end up buying mums for the season because I kind of look around and shop. And that's one of the things that's been so nice about using social media like Facebook, but one of the growers that I follow, she posted a picture of one variety, and it was called Darling Pink, and it was a different kind of color that I'm not used to seeing, although I really do enjoy decorating my home, especially for the fall season because my daughter has a fall birthday, and so I'm encouraged to really decorate the house, but Whenever I saw that darling pink, I thought, hmm, that might be a good color for her birthday party that's coming up. And then she shared another one later, and it really caught my eye. Strawberry Ice Mum. It was so pretty. It had a creamy center, and the outside edge of the bloom was almost like a mauve color. Never one that I'd ever seen before, and I literally had to go there and, and buy it. But both of them were absolutely gorgeous, and you may be inspired and really seek out a lot of these cool mum names, and you may be encouraged as a gardener to plant some of these beauties around your home and around your landscape garden area. Areas. But have you ever wondered what it takes to help those blooms last longer? Well, wonder no more because today I am sharing five tips for caring for fall mums in the garden to help them not only have a longer lasting bloom time, but also to help them overwinter and come back for next year. So, to hear all these tips for caring for fall mums, make sure to stay right here on the Sunshine Gardening Podcast. Welcome to the Sunshine Gardening Podcast. This gardening show will equip and inspire avid gardeners with weekly tips and tricks to help them navigate the gardening world. The show will also highlight specific growing requirements for several plants so the sun will shine brighter over their Kentucky garden. And now, here is that ray of sunshine, garden enthusiast and horticulture extension agent, Kristen Hildebrand, with the University of Kentucky Cooperative Extension Service. Okay, tip number one for caring for your fall mums in your garden is to first think about when you're buying these mums, what you're you're actually looking for. So tip number one is select mums with more buds than flowers. And I have fallen several, several times victim to this one. I want to have that nice pop of color all at once, and I get it home, it looks great, but then it just doesn't last as long. And so I thought that this one would be a good 
tip to bring out, especially on this episode, a couple of things to really look out for. So say if you are hosting an outdoor party event or you want to make sure that the house looks good for that specific event, definitely go for mums that have plenty of blooms to it. And you can go them all over. So don't feel bad about that. But if you're wanting say you're striving for that longest bloom display, then you want to select a plant that has several tight buds on it. And then over time, those buds will open up and they help to make that flower last a lot longer. So it helps give that beautification, especially a lot longer bloom time for your deck, patio, porch, or yard. So make sure when you're selecting and picking out these seasonal mums for this time of year, to ask yourself, do I need to purchase mums that are in bloom or can I wait a little while and buy it in the bud form and then I will definitely guarantee buds for for later on in the season. Now, tip number two, choose the best location. This one's really important, especially when you're selecting an ideal location for growing your mums. Choose the site that receives at least six to preferably eight hours of direct sunlight. It's very important, and I'm going to tell on myself here as I say this, but you want to avoid garden spots that receive less than that recommended amount of sunlight hours because it will really dull the vivid color of your garden mums. And and going back to my little story that I'm about to tell on myself, well, I had really wanted to give a nice pop of color to the front door area. Well, whenever I did that, I didn't realize the element of the actual sun itself. And, you know, I do get morning sun on my front porch, but I do not get any afternoon sun. And so I wasn't getting that recommended six to eight hours of sunlight. So my blooms look good whenever I purchased it because it was cared for how it was supposed to have been cared for. But then over time, it the, the bloom color just really dulled and it wasn't very attractive at all. And so I had less time with that mum just because I didn't situate it in the right space. So don't make my mistake. So again, make sure you select a site that gets at least six to eight hours of direct sunlight. The next thing to know about proper site selection for garden mums is to also situate them in moist but well-drained soils. So with mums, especially here in Kentucky, they are very prone to getting root rot issues. So a well-drained soil type is very important. And if you'll know here in Kentucky, if you've been a gardener for a long time, that oftentimes here in Kentucky, our clay basic alkaline soils are less than ideal. So if you don't have a well-drained site, the best thing that you can do is to incorporate about two to three inches of organic material, such as compost, or you can choose also well-rotted manure. And that That means that it's properly aged. It's not wet where it's, you know, not going through a composting process. And by doing that, when you're adding that organic material to the soil, you're actually helping that soil type drain a lot better. And another added benefit, it's also going to help improve the nutrient holding capacity for that root system of your mum. So those are some tips related to choosing the best location for your mums. Now, let's move on over into tip number three. Plant those garden mums in the ground early. 
Now, if your goal as a gardener is to help overwinter the mums to get them to come back every year, it's crucial to get that ground prepared, like we talked about, and then plant as soon as possible. And the other important part to this tip is that you'll need to make sure that the mums you're planting have less blooms and more buds when you're actually planting them in the ground. So going back to tip number one, remember to, if you want that longest bloom display, it's really important to purchase mums with lots of closed flower buds. And that way, what this is doing by selecting mums with more buds and planting early, this is going to allow that root system to get established in the ground before the cold weather sits in. Now, when you're making sure about your planting part of the mums, you want to make sure that you plant the mums at the same depth as they were growing in their original container. And oftentimes, when you go to a grower, you visit their nursery garden center or you go to their agritourism destination, whatever it be, there oftentimes they'll be in a container. So make sure whenever you dig your planting hole in that ideal location, go ahead and make sure that you can put the actual container at the same level that it's growing. And most oftentimes, the way I I approach this is that I'll dig my planting hole. I'm going to make sure too, as I'm digging it, that I get that planting hole twice as wide as deep, but again, at that same type area where it's growing in the container. And what happens is that I'll leave it in the container, I'll put it in the planting hole and kind of see where I need to go. If I need to dig a little deeper, if I need to make it wider, and then you can make your adjustments from there. Now, some people will say, do I need to add anything into the planting hole? And oftentimes the question relates to that one about fertilizer. And we generally will say, you don't need to add any fertilizer because, you know, right now you're just trying to get the root system established. So hold off on any fertilizer. Like I said, rich organic material is fine, but you really don't need to add any other, you know, fertilizers of any kind. Now, if you're planting more than one mum, go ahead and make sure your spacing is at least 18 to 24 inches apart in the row, because sometimes people will be planting in groups of three uh, to make it more eye appealing. All right, moving on to tip number four, apply water and mulch. Now, after planting, these two really go hand in hand, the water and the mulch. So you want to make sure to water in your mums properly after planting. And I'm going to give a little bit of some watering advice here. A lot of times when you water, some people I've noticed when they water, they'll just hit it right at the plant. And with mums, because they're so prone to getting root rot issues, it's really important to make sure you target that stream of water right at the base of the root system. And this can be applied for any kind of plants uh, in the garden or even in the landscape. It's also important to know when you're watering to avoid splashing the foliage because that can also lead to other foliar diseases later on in the season. I often get the other question here about watering is, you know, Kristen, is it better to water in the morning or in the afternoon? And I always tend to advise people to check the morning watering routine rather than the late water or the late afternoon watering routine. And the reason why is that the morning watering routine, somewhere between the hours of 6 and 10 a.m., 
allows plenty of time for that plant to dry off, and it doesn't leave any kind of moisture right around the plant that can also lead into some other diseases later on. So if you can, try to get up and water early. A lot of times uh, people might be watering with a water hose, or they might have some kind of you know, watering can that's got a spout on it. And and that's kind of ideal there with the water spout because you can, you know, kind of get it right around the root system there and it kind of makes it a little bit easier. So kind of look at some of the watering that you're doing and make sure to implement some of those. Now, when we talk about mulch, it's also very important, especially if you want to overwinter your mums, is to add mulch to the location. And we're advising to apply about two to three inches of organic mulch, such as wood chips, shredded bark, chopped leaves, or even compost around garden mums. And this is going to also help conserve a lot of soil moisture. And because this this part is so important, especially if you want to overwinter, is that there's a lot of heaving that goes on in the wintertime because there's water in around the root system that whenever it freezes, it expands. And so if you've got two to four, two to three inch layer of organic material there, it's going to help keep that root system from being exposed to the extreme cold temperatures, especially that we receive here in our Kentucky wintertime. So make sure not only are you watering, but you're also using that mulch as well. Okay, our last tip number five is pinch when needed. Now, this tip basically applies in the spring of next year. So most garden mums will benefit from pinching plants about two, sometimes three times in spring to early summer. Now, what happens when you pinch back the actual foliage, the plant or the mum itself is going to produce more compact, a bushier overall appearance. And it's also going to have additional flowers to it. So it's really good to practice this so that way you can keep a nice overall compact bushy shape to it. It's best to pinch the plants when the shoots are about six inches tall and also to pinch them back using either pruning shears or hedge clippers. Now I have had some people that say that they use their hand to do the pinching process, and that's fine too. But if you're using any kind of equipment, you know, hand uh, pruning equipment, make sure that you know that they're clean and properly sanitized. And what happens, again, is those new lateral shoots will develop along the stems, and then you, after that happens, you can repeat the, repeat the process when new shoots reach about six inches, and then you continue pinching until early July. So this is really important, especially for the overall shape and look of your garden mums. So essentially, those are the top five tips that I have for caring for fall mums in the garden. Number one, again, is select mums with more buds than flowers. Tip number two, choose the best location to grow your mums. Tip number three, plant those mums in the ground early. Tip number four, apply water and mulch. Tip number five in the spring, go ahead and pinch those back so that way you have an overall compact, bushier shape. 
So I hope that you guys enjoyed our discussion today about caring for fall mums in the garden. To see the show notes today from episode 16, make sure to visit me on the blog at Warren County Agriculture. You can find me at www.warrencountyagriculture.com. And in the show notes, I've also posted the link to our quick five-minute video on fall mum care if you want to head on over and check it out. Gardeners, thanks for listening to the Sunshine Gardening Podcast. And as always, gardeners, keep on digging into gardening and remember to add a little sunshine. Thanks for listening to the Sunshine Gardening Podcast with Kristen Hildebrand. If you enjoyed today's content, make sure to hit the subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts to catch future segments of the Sunshine Gardening Podcast. Gardeners, keep on digging and learning more about gardening so the sun shines brighter over your Kentucky garden. The Sunshine Gardening Podcasts with Kristen Hildebrand is a production of the University of Kentucky Cooperative Extension Service.